Welcome to the Touchdown Rundown. Hey everybody, I hope you're doing well. Good to catch up with you on a Friday evening. It's about 5 o'clock in South Bend and a very beautiful, albeit chilly day. Um, today's show, as you guys can tell from the title and description, we're going to be talking about Zelo ratings for pretty much every position in the entirety of the NFL, and then we're going to give you the all-pro team according to Zelo. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through, I've kind of created a tiering system. Uh, the tiers are as follows. So there's MVP contender, which typically you see about one or two players per position group make it the MVP tier. And we have a, a caller. Uh, do you want to do you want to take the caller, Tony, or do you want to set up the show first? Let's take the caller. I'm interested to see what this is about. Yeah. Uh, hello, caller. You're on Touchdown Rundown. Um, good afternoon. I don't know what Zillo is, and I'm not really. Uh, uh, I don't really follow the uh, American football, but but I'm a bit interested. So can you tell me uh, a little bit about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Zillow model is an equation that I created in an attempt to quantify pretty much what every player's value is to a given team. Uh, it originates from ELO, which is the rating that uh, chess players use to quantify their their ranking, if you will. Um, that difficult how that quantifies how good they are. So five thirty eight took that and they applied it to football teams. So they created a an ELO system for football teams, and it's actually quite interesting for me at least. Uh, and then they added recently something called the the quarterback ELO, which basically it would quantify how valuable a quarterback was, and then you know based on the quarterback who's playing in the game, it could increase or decrease that team's given chance of winning. So ZLO is that, but um, with pretty much every player. So it's attempting to quantify how good every single player is on a team. That way I can uh, make adjustments based on who's active and who's missing. Like with Derrick Henry, he recently came off of the IR, and that was a big, important piece for the Titans. So the Titans are actually now favored by the Zelo model to make the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, we hope you stick around and enjoy the show. Um, but anyway, as I was saying... Uh, the tier systems are MVP contender. Like I said, you know, you see about one to two players per position make that tier. Then there's uh, offensive player of the year or defensive player of the year. You see maybe maybe two players make that as well. Then you get to all pro. You see about five players make that. Uh, NFL Pro Bowl, you, make, you see about, depending on the positioning group, uh, I would say you see about 4% of all players make that category as well. Um, and then within that, uh, you have your starters. So that's about 6% of the league. Uh, role players are about 13%. Bench warmers are somewhere around 40%. Um, and then second string, about 33%. And then depending on you know the, the position group, the uh, practice squad is a different percentage. Uh, so I don't really, I don't know what the, the best way to do this is. Tony, do you want to go by just position by position and kind of break it down? How, how do you want to do this? Well, let's look at... I'm going to pull up what the all-pro NFL team is right now for 2021. We're just doing defense? Right? I have everybody. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I have everybody. Well, let's, um, let's start with offense then, just for sake of ease. Mm-hmm. So let's look at... All right. So first team all-pro offense right now, according to the NFL... Quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. What does Zelo have to say about that? It has Tom Brady. It does. Yes. Okay. This is just how far back is Aaron Rodgers? Is it close? It's pretty close. So it is the pure passer rating, which does unfortunately kind of hurt Rodgers a little bit. Zelo has Brady as the better passer by a bit of a margin, but if you add in the rushing stats, I think Rodgers tightens the gap a little bit. But it would be two seventy for Tom Brady and then two twenty five for Rodgers. Rodgers is ranked third overall. Uh, only behind Dak and Brady. Okay. All right. So all, right off the bat, we do have a little discrepancy. Running back, it's got Jonathan Taylor right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, I think this would be Derrick Henry if he wasn't injured. So I guess we have to take that into account. What does Zelo have to say? I actually uh, didn't put Derrick Henry on the list, even though he technically is first because he's only played seven games. Uh, so I think his score is a little bit higher than it otherwise would be. So it, we do have Jonathan Taylor as the nice. the number one running back. Okay, one and one tight end Mark Andrews out of Baltimore. Yes, he's the the leading All Pro for Zelo as well. Nice two. Okay, two two correct, one wrong so far according to Zelo. 
Wide receivers, we have Devontae Adams out of Green Bay, Cooper Cup out of L.A., and Debo Samuel out of San Francisco. Is that lining up? So uh, I believe that was two out of three for the wide receiver position. But unfortunately for Debo Samuel, because he's used in a way that is both a running back and a wide receiver, he's, I believe, a Pro Bowl cat uh, type wide receiver and running back. But he's not, you know, if you were to combine both of those numbers into one, it would make him more like uh, an all pro, but unfortunately, no. The wide receivers we have are Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and Justin Jefferson. And Justin then we, Jefferson, okay. I didn't do linemen because Football Reference, unfortunately, doesn't offer a section about linemen, so that was one group that kind of had to suffer a little bit. Yeah, okay. All right, so we can go ahead. You want to move over to defense now? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so edge rushers. We have TJ Watt out of Pittsburgh and Miles Garrett out of Cleveland. What is Zillow thinking? So Zillow has Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa because um, Pro Football Reference doesn't have uh, Watt as a as an edge rusher. It has him as a linebacker, and I defaulted to their system just to keep it like straightforward for myself. Otherwise, it would be TJ Watt, but it's it's okay. Garrett and Bosa. Okay, so we can call that. I guess it got Garrett if we were using it as NFL likes to have it. I guess it would be TJ and Garrett because it's it's mm-hmm. Garrett and then Bosa, right? Yes, yes, for sure. Okay, so then it would be TJ Watt, Miles Garrett. So Zillow agrees. Interior linemen, we have Aaron Donald out of LA and Cameron Hayward out of Pittsburgh. Ah, okay. I actually didn't look at the defensive list, so I'm actually really excited by this because it's Aaron Donald and Cameron Hayward. Oh, epic. Okay, Zillow's nailing the defense so far. All right, linebackers Micah Parsons, Dallas, Darius Leonard out of Indianapolis, and Devondre Campbell out of Green Bay. So those guys ended up making it on the second team. We'll get there in a little bit. But Zillow had TJ Watt, of course. We talked about him already. And then it had Robert Quinn um, really? and Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons was in front of Robert Quinn. I have it backwards, though, on the list. Okay. All that. right. So it got Micah Parsons right. It had Robert Quinn, though. I didn't expect that one. He's. I mean, he was phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. But Darius Leonard and Devondre Campbell were both very, very good this year. Yeah, we can – and when we get – more towards the linebacker section. I'm I'm absolutely happy to break that one down. When we, we we get there in a little bit because okay. that is it, I found that one interesting too. I was a little surprised. All right, next up we have corners. We have Trevon Diggs out of Dallas and Jalen Ramsey out of L.A. This one might be a little bit controversial. We have Travion Diggs and then Xavier Howard. Oh, okay. I'm surprised Trayvon's in there. Honestly, uh, Trayvon. Of course, had the most interceptions in the league this year, but he also gave up the most yards. He's a pretty, honestly, I think he's a pretty poor cover corner. He's just an amazing ball hawk, which is why I'm inclined to think he might be a better safety than he is as a corner, just as a support guy who can really eye up the ball. So I'm kind of surprised that Zelo has him on the corners. Yeah, I mean, it has um, it has him because of the largely because of the interceptions. Like that's just such a massive thing that he does. That you yeah. know what I mean? It's it's it really is. It does counterbalance out every not every negative, but it does counterbalance out the negatives. Yeah, I guess so. If he's number one, wow. All right, interesting. I'm I'm not entirely surprised Jalen Ramsey's not on there just because he has been phenomenal, but it does seem like he's kind of followed the trend of the Rams defense as a whole and fallen off just a little bit this year. So uh, I do think that he is phenomenal, of course, but I I don't think that this is quite as dominant of a year as we've seen him have in recent years. Yeah, no, when we get to the second team, he's on the second team, but he, he did not make the first team. Okay, all right. Now moving on to safeties, we have Kevin Byard out of Tennessee and Jordan Poyer out of Buffalo. Interesting. Yeah, so the I guess Zillow went one for one here if you want to look at it that way. It had Antoine Winfield. I think he's uh, out of Tampa Bay. And then it had uh, Jordan Poyer. Okay. Kevin Byard got gypped on the... Is he on the second team? He's on the second team. Nice. I, okay. I think that most of the guys you've said end up on the second team. Oh, okay. Do we want to go through special teams? Do you have that available? So I have kickers, punters, and then I have two return men. Okay, so we can go with kicker. We're going to take Justin Tucker out of Baltimore. I don't know if that's going to be controversial. I hope not. For Zelo, it is. Uh, Zelo had Evan uh, McPherson. Evan McPherson. Where does he play out of again? I know I should know this. Um, Let me me grab that, but I I believe it's Tampa. Tampa? That's interesting. Justin Tucker has been phenomenal, of course, this year, just as he is every other year. I'm really surprised that anybody else even really came close to him. Does he just not not have as many attempts or something? Is that what it's knocking him for? Um, let me see. So, 
Justin Tucker ranks 10th, according to Zelo. And I, I think it is in part attempts. That makes sense. After Lamar Jackson went down, they didn't really get as much going. It, it seemed like uh, then when he was there, obviously all those all those late late comeback drives that Lamar Jackson was engineering was helping Justin Tucker out as well quite a lot. So I guess that does make sense. So the biggest discrepancy that I'm looking at with McPherson and Tucker is that McPherson had 48 extra point attempts, whereas Tucker only had 32. Like you said, the offense really fell off in Baltimore after Lamar got injured. And so I think that's kind of where that where that's coming from. He also had fewer kickoff yards, which is something that Zillow does take into account, as well as fewer touchbacks. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it tries to do a little bit more than just the the kicking percentage in range, but it does quantify and reward people for taking longer kicks. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's a, I think it, that's why we're getting a little bit of an unorthodox pick there, although I think the second team was Matt Gay, and I believe he made the second team for the, uh, okay. the NFL. Yeah, he's pretty reliable. I can understand that one. Punter, we have mm-hmm. A.J. Cole out of Vegas. We have Bradley Pinion. Bradley Pinion. See, this mm. is where it gets tough because I don't know anything about punters other than Pat McAfee, who's been retired for six years. So I got nothing on that one. <laughs> yeah, we can. Well, I, I think we should break that down a little bit more when we get back to to the special team section. Uh, you know, the kickers and punters section because I think that'll be a really interesting subject to go into. Uh, but how about return men? Because I think that might go back a little bit more to the norm. I have for kick returning. I have Braxton Berrios. He's from the. Uh, so I did it just uh, because. Pro Football Reference doesn't break it down by a kick returner versus punt returner, so I just did the top four returnmen. Okay, kick returner Braxton Berrios. Punt returner is Devin Duvernay out of Baltimore. I had Andre Roberts and Ray Ray McLeod. Who are both phenomenal returnmen, so I can understand where that comes from. They have it uh, switched up here, so uh, I guess making it so that it's kick return versus punt return, yeah, it makes sense that Zelo might be a little bit off there. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, right, do you want to do the second team? Oh, we have James coming on. Hey, good to hear from you, James. How's it going? Um, pretty good. Um, is like Zelo like a website, or is it like advanced metrics? Um, that's a good question. So right now, it's just an advanced metric that I run. I I don't know if I would call it an advanced metric. Uh, just because we're still trying to you know test it and see how it does from season to season, but it has demonstrated a very good consistency in terms of picking uh, game outcomes and projecting how seasons go. So, you know, it's trending in the right direction. How does it, like, work? Yeah, so that's a good question that we, we, uh, we've we explained in past episodes, but I'm more than happy to give a quick little overview. So um, what it does is it takes pretty much everything that you can look at in terms of a traditional box score stat. So yards, touchdowns, interceptions, uh, sacks, you know, rushing yards, receiving yards, uh, targets, attempt, uh, targets, receptions, basically everything that you can really quantify. The best way to, to visualize what I look at is going to Pro Football Reference, which is a resource that I absolutely love and cannot recommend enough. But basically, um, based on how 538 created their quarterback equations, I was able to extrapolate what I thought would be good values for some of these positions and granted some of them did not translate over like kickers you know 538 doesn't do a lot with with the kicking game if it, they don't actually do anything at all so some of those i had to try to extrapolate myself and try to create equations for them uh, but basically it just gives every single player one number value and that number value represents how significant they are to the team so typically quarterbacks and running backs are the highest valued players than wide receivers then uh, by you know by position defensive players, uh, then kickers, punters, and and return men I guess would be above kickers and punters probably. Okay, that's all. That's all I'm using. Um, I'm I'm gonna keep listening and um, yeah. Yeah, of course. I, thanks. Thanks, thanks for coming on, James. Uh, so Tony, who was the the quarterback for the second team? Because I have a feeling it's it's not Dak. No, the quarterback for the second team is actually Tom Brady. <laughs> okay, well, that that works, I guess. That works. I, I do feel bad that Rodgers is snubbed. I, I will maintain it's that, that Saints game that really did him in. Yeah, I. it's also just got to be the attempts, right? Because I, I actually looked. I know we've talked about how many 
attempts that Brady has taken this year. Uh, Pro Football Reference has this awesome stat. Kind of, it kind of keeps track of these certain stats, and it's like single season attempts. Brady has actually broken the record. He took the most attempts in an NFL season history this year. Yeah, no, he definitely, he's a volume guy for sure. He's not an efficiency guy, which is why Rodgers is getting the MVP because he's been so much more efficient. Yeah, that's and that's definitely how I think it should go. I do think that, yeah, Tom Brady, or no, Tom Brady is second, my bad. Matthew Stafford had the most in 2012, but Tom Brady is right behind it's crazy how many attempts this dude's taken this year. I honestly, that's kind of why I knock him because, yes, he's thrown up tremendous stats. He has a whole lot of touchdowns. He's got a tremendous amount of yards. But I expected more out of him with the attempts that he's taken. Uh, I know that they've kind of tried to split with Leonard Fournette a little bit on his rushing attempts. But obviously, you know, if you're throwing the second most pass attempts in NFL history, you're not doing that very well. So with his elite wide receiver room that he's had up until week 17, pretty much, I expected a lot more out of him. We didn't really get it, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're definitely overwhelming, but, you know, Rodgers is just, he's just more efficient. And, you know, he's doing, he's doing, I do think that the, the Packers have done a better job of, of passing uh, possessions around. Like, they are doing, I think, a bit more running than the uh, the Buccaneers, but I could be yeah. wrong on that. A little bit, yeah. This is where it gets a little strange. We have running back uh, team two, no selection. Huh, really? They don't, just nobody. They don't have, I'm on the NFL.com official website, and it is listed as no selection. That is So who should we pencil weird. in? Zelo says that you should pencil in Nick Chubb. Interesting. Oh. He's hurt a lot of the year as well. He played 14 games, I believe. Uh, James is back. Hey, James. Sorry, I, it said that there wasn't one, so we should, you think we should, like, put one in? Are y'all going to do that, or are y'all going to go off to Zelo? Well, Zelo wants to put in Chubb, and I do think that while Chubb has played a lot, hasn't it been a lot of, like, it's been a lot of games that have been a little reduced, right? Like, he hasn't been 100%, yeah. so they haven't really given him a whole lot of carries in those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. What, let's look who, at who's that. The, who was the first team? Taylor. I was I was, I was, was going to say, if uh, if uh, it was Henry at the first team, I would have put Taylor at second. Do we have a case for Joe Mixon, you think? I don't know about that. I mean, maybe what? Yards and 13 touchdowns. I mean, a very standout player. I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe not. Nah, it's not based on the standout. It's based on, like, what's. I'm going to say Najee because, like, the amount of, uh, like, how productive he's been in his first year has been amazing. I do think that he's been very good. Joe Mixon only has five more yards than him. So I do think that. You know, they are neck and neck in yards. The difference is touchdowns, though. Joe Mixon has 13, Najee has 7, and I will say I think that Joe Mixon is working with a poorer line. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think you're right. I know your yards yards per attempt is probably one of your favorite stats when we're evaluating running backs, Tony. Mm-hmm. So Taylor and Nick Chubb both have a 5.5 yard per attempt. Uh, whereas I can have a 5.5 as well. Who? Dearness Johnson? Uh, yes, I believe so. However, uh, Najee only has a 3.9. Oh. Yeah, Najee's got 307 attempts and has gotten exactly 1,200 yards off of them. Okay, that makes sense. Mixon has a 4.1. So that's uh, that. And again, efficiency. This is kind of, I think, where Zelo probably actually does a better job of capturing efficiency than the quarterback position, for example. So that's mm-hmm. why it's giving it to Chubb. Yeah. That and he only had two, he only had two fumbles and had eight touchdowns despite really you know it being a quiet year for him. Yeah, I guess he did have a little bit of injury. He is you know second in yards, so he must have been doing something right. Yeah, his yards per attempt is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if a- anything above five, I think is typically what I would be considering a pretty good number. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So you want to put in who do we want to settle on, Chubb? Yeah, Zelo Zelo is pretty confident in Chubb as being the the next best running back. I like Chubb. I can go with Mixon, but I like Chubb. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, James, why don't we let um, – I, I can't see his full username, but someone, someone is, is calling in. All right. Bye. Thank you guys for taking me. I'm going to stop Thanks, calling. Dave. All right, someone, our favorite um, new football fan. We love new football fans. Well, uh, thank you. So um, I'm, I'm about to ask about Ricky. Uh, nobody talked about Ricky. What about Ricky? Uh, Ricky who? I don't know who, but you know the Ricky in the Bowlers, Spencer Strasmore, Vernon. Mm, I don't think I know who you're talking about. Who's who's he play for? Uh, okay, so forget about him. And what about LeBron, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry? <laughs> oh yeah, those are basketball guys. James actually, I think James does a, a basketball show or is planning on doing one. We we cover oh, football sorry. primarily though. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Oh no. hey, don't worry about it. And is there uh, anything about basketball, football? Uh, we do football on this show, unfortunately. Just football. We I don't know basketball very well, but I know James is a pretty big basketball guy. I definitely think you should should reach out to him. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry, man. Hey, don't worry about it. We, we're always happy to take on callers. We, we love talking to people about sports in general, so... You know, maybe maybe we can branch out and try and do. Uh, I don't know what it, I don't know what we'd call it, Tony. What would we call a basketball show? Oh, jeez, I don't even know. I don't even know enough about basketball to do a show. Would it be? Oh God, it'd be it'd be the horrible hardcore hacks. That's what I'd call it. <laughs> we'd be terrible. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on to the next position, which should be tight ends, right, Tony? Yep, we got Travis Kelsey out of Kansas City. Yep, that's perfect. Checks out. All so, right. Yes, two for two on tight ends. I like that. That is good. Zelos, you know, there's some upsides to this. It's being really good. Wide receivers, we got Justin Jefferson out of Minnesota and Jamar Chase out of Cincinnati. Is there not a third wide receiver? Nope, there's only two listed. Okay, weird. Um, Okay, so we have Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. Okay, that would... Justin Jefferson is on the first team. So that Mm -hmm. makes... Is... Does Zelo agree that... Or I guess... Hmm. Okay. It's weird that they don't have a third one. It is who is so who is the other person that you that you read off besides Justin Jefferson? Jamar Chase. Oh, okay, so yeah, he was on the first team. Jamar Chase was first team. Okay, so it's it knocked out wide receivers, not doing very good there just because it Zelo had the guys higher than NFL does. Next yeah. We have all the tackles and centers, so we can't do that. So we'll just push to defense. Here's where Robert Quinn comes in for you. Edge rusher, Robert Quinn, and Max Crosby. Interesting. We had um, Demarcus Lawrence and Cameron Jordan. Okay. Is Crosby even close? Um, Let me check. He's, a, he's an edge player, yes? Yes. Okay, let me see. Edge rusher out of Vegas. Yeah, this, this list is just so... I don't know, massive. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of names. Let's see. And we had Robert Quinn on the first, or Zelo had the Robert Quinn on the first team, so he's not going to be uh, in play for this one. So Max Crosby was is pretty high on the overall edge rusher list. I believe he's top ten. Let me see. I just finished up working before we got on the show, so he's ninth. He's Crosby ninth. is ninth. Wow. So the top uh, edge rusher. Which is Miles Garrett? He was a seventy-one. Cros uh, Crosby was a fifty-four. Okay, interesting. So pretty good, um, considering that there are probably about a hundred edge rushers, but definitely not, um, definitely not, not an all pro. Not, not yeah, not second team all pro. It sounds like okay. Well, all right, we can move to interior linemen. Then we have Chris Jones at a Kansas City and Jeffrey Simmons. Oh yeah, you get you out there, little Tony. What was the the second name? Jeffrey Simmons out of Tennessee. Uh so Zila had Jonathan Allen and then Chris Jones. Okay, so it got one of them. One one and one. We'll take that. Where's Jeffrey mm-hmm. Simmons at? Is he close? Let me head back over to the tackle list. I believe he is. Don't don't call me off though. Um let's see. Oh, poor guy, he's fifth. Oh, he just missed the cut. Well, <laughs> he's he is close. He is like less than three points behind Chris Jones. Okay. Well, hey, that's respectable. They're at least in line. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it's a good – don't get me wrong. I think you could do a lot worse than fit. It's just a bummer. Um, all right, linebackers. 
linebackers, we have Demario Davis out of New Orleans, Roquan mm-hmm. Smith out of Chicago, and Bobby Wagner in Seattle. I did not expect that one. Yeah, I, I was not either because, like I said, I didn't look at that side of the list. So Eric Kendricks, Darius Leonard, and Devondre Campbell. Really? Okay, so Devondre made it up on the second team. Mm-hmm. So none of the guys on the linebacker list made it in the second team that Zelo liked. Interesting. Yeah, well, we'll go. Well, that's another. Okay, so that one's that one is one we need to highlight to go back to because it just completely whiffied <laughs> on that. <Yeah. laughs> um, all right, cornerbacks. Cornerbacks. We have J.C. Jackson out of New England and A.J. Terrell out of Atlanta. I really like this A.J. Terrell pick. He has been slept on throughout this year. I think personally, I would have put him first pro, first team All Pro over Trevon Diggs myself. So, Pro Football Reference, I think. I looked it up. JC Jackson. It had JC Jackson as a safety, so he actually made the second team safety slot. Okay. Uh, but for cornerbacks, we had Kenny Moore and Jalen Ramsey. Really? Okay. So AJ Terrell didn't even make it at all. Was he close? Uh, He's got to be. Let me go check. I would imagine that he probably is. He was kind of like the opposite of Trevon Diggs, where I think he had fewer interceptions, but he was a lockdown corner, a true lockdown corner. Yeah, and that's the real question is, which do you want? Like, do you want turnovers or do you want that lockdown corner? And that would be a fun discussion to have. Terrell was eighth. He was out of Atlanta, yes? Yes. Yeah, so he was a 48 overall, and I believe the cutoff was about 55. Wow, okay. So decently close, but not quite there. <clears throat> yeah. Safeties is a little bit of an interesting one because we actually have a tie listed. So we have Justin Simmons out of Denver. And then we have Micah Hyde tied with Buda Baker. Okay, that's really interesting. I had Kevin Byard and then J.C. Jackson. Okay, so then J.C. Jackson takes a safety spot, even though he's listed as a corner here. Are Micah Hyde and Buda Baker right there as well, or no? Um, let me check the the safety tab. I'd imagine Micah Hyde has got to be, I think he started out a little slow, but he's been one of those consistent guys that hasn't been talked about a lot. And Buda Baker obviously started the year out extremely well. I don't know how well he maintained it, though. Buda Baker is just a phenomenal player overall, which is why Monday night was so scary. So Buda is 10th and Micah Hyde is 7th. So, really? Yeah. Um, so the cutoff to make all pro safety, according to Zeal, is about a 59 uh, Micah Hyde was a 53, and Buda Baker was a 51. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought Buda Baker might have fallen off a little bit. Still phenomenal, of course, but not quite there at the end like he was at the beginning. Oh, James is calling back. Let's see what James has to say again. I'm sorry for like interrupting the show a lot today. You're good. But, like, Somebody's consistent that we haven't talked about at all is John Johnson. Yeah, John Johnson John was Johnson. one of my favorite uh, free season, um, off season signings as a free agent. He went over to the Browns. He was I really liked him, and I thought that he would really help that that secondary. And I actually don't see him. Uh, okay, so he is way down the list actually, which I think is is something interesting. So let me see. He was he was hurt Zilla has here, wasn't he? He played fifteen games. Um, John Johnson is according to Zelo forty one. What? Okay, where's where does that at? Like in the in the rankings list, where does that put him? No, he it ranks forty one. Oh, 41, Okay. Yeah, he ranks forty first. Interesting. And that who's puts above him. Who's, who's uh, above him leading up to thirty two? So his Zelo is 35. Um, above him, Eric Harris, uh, Adrian Amos, Jabril Peppers, Cameron Curl, Ashton Davis, Malcolm Jenkins, Jordan Fuller, Terrell Edmonds, and Nasir Adderley. See, the only person that I think would possibly better him is Nasir Adderley, but like, I don't, I don't know about that. I'm actually curious let's see if we can find his uh, his pro football focus rank. The only reason he missed the game was because he got like hit crazy and he got like a neck injury. Y'all remember that? That was scary. Yeah, I do remember that. I am seeing. I'm on Pro Football Reference right now. I have the advanced metrics for him in pass coverage. I think one of the reasons that it's knocking him is he has a he has a great completion percentage. He's only allowing 58.3 uh, percent when targeted. 
He allowed 308 yards. The only issue is is that his yards per completion allowed was almost 15. It was at 14.7, which is a career high for him. Uh, so I do think that he's probably knocked on that. He allowed, but he's only allowed 300 yards. Like, yeah, yeah, he was only that. he only allowed 21 completions on 36 targets. He did have three interceptions, which is you know good. I guess it's pretty decent. I mean, sounds good than, to me. Like, yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah. He allowed a pass rating of 70.1, which that is good. I do know that is extremely good. So, yeah. I guess he was targeted a decent amount. He wasn't targeted a crazy amount, but he did allow a lot of yards when he allowed a catch. Yeah, I mean. What can you? I mean, I don't know. Forty-one. I just don't think that that's. I mean, like Tony said, you know, and you said that he was injured on and off. So I think that that probably is is part of the problem too, right? If you're not playing, if you're not feeling one hundred percent, I imagine you don't play at one hundred percent. And when you're playing in the NFL, his uh, Pro Football Focus grade, he ranks. Uh, well, he doesn't. They, they don't have his ranking displayed, but his overall grade is a sixty-eight. And you said zero was a thirty-five. Yeah, I mean those two don't um, correspond exactly, right? Because when you look at Pro Football Focus, they're grading on like an A to F scale, whereas Zelo is just looking at pure numbers. Okay. Can we get the next position? Next Which up, we have we would go to special teams. Yeah, I have them. Uh, I have the the punter, kicker, and return guys. All right, place kicker. This one's saying Daniel Carlson out of Vegas. I have Matt Gay. Matt Gay, okay. Who does he play for again? He is the Rams kicker, I believe. Rams. Okay, yeah, that makes is. sense. He's got to have a lot of attempts and stuff, right? The kickoff... Mm-hmm. Isn't the kickoff for, guy for the Rams Johnny Hecker? That's who That's who he used to be. Johnny Hecker is an old name now. He's a throwback guy. Still a Madden. That's <laughs> the only reason I know him. But he um, like kickoffs and stuff. The the punter, who's the punter, Tony? We have Brian Anger out of Dallas. Uh, Roberto Sanchez, I believe he's the Colts punter. Okay. Kick returner and punt returner, those are the same. So we have Andre Roberts and Jakeem Grant. I'm good to know that Andre ended up making the the second team. Uh, the first, So for the second team, uh, we have Braxton Berrios and Deontay Harris. What about Ray Ray? What about Ray McLeod? Zelo put him uh, as a first team return man. Ray Ray. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, Zelo yeah. was very high on him, which I do think is warranted. He was extremely good. Uh, it does seem like Zelo needs a little bit of fine tuning on the special team side, but with how hard it is to get, you know, special team stats in some of these guys, I guess it, it makes sense. I think that um, I probably just need to look at how I'm. I, I might need to focus more on. Um, kicks as a, and ramp down kickoffs, you know what I mean? But I think that yeah. might be what it is. That's possible. Okay, but, well that is the first and second team completed. Did you count how many people we had correct? Uh, I didn't count the exact number, but it was pretty It was pretty good on the first team. Second team fell off a little bit more on the defensive side, but that is mostly because a lot of the guys that we had on the second team uh, here were actually Zelo's first team, so I don't know how we want to do that. Did Garrett make Garrett make first team, right? Miles Garrett? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess we were better Zelo was better on first team than it was on second team, but only because a lot of the second team guys were taken by the first team, so I guess there is some good to that. Honestly, I think I've just what what we'll probably do is is count just everybody who made the team and just see if Zelo got, you know the names and not worry as much about the team, I guess. Yeah, we should definitely try to do a percentage, uh, an accuracy percentage, and maybe track that for next year as well, do this again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, we'll definitely have to do this again because it is an interesting exercise. Um, So do you want to go over the positions? We could just talk about the top 10 in each position before we go. Yeah, we can do that. Awesome. Uh, James, do you mind hopping back into the audience just in case? Awesome. Uh, Thank you. Uh, so let's go over the wide receivers first, just because that's the first list I have. So we had Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, 
Antonio Brown, which is an interesting one that's, I think, an outlier. We'll get back to it in a second, though. Uh, and then Mark Andrews, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, and then Tyreek Hill. Do we want to take the next receiver? I heard Mark Andrews in there, and I know that we're using he did make it. stats. Uh, but do we want to talk strictly wide receivers? Yeah, if we talk strictly wide receivers, then we'll have to move actually another one down because Travis Kelsey is at 11, and so DeAndre Hopkins would be a top 10 wide receiver despite oh, having only played yeah. 10 games. Yeah, I was going to say, he missed quite a bit of time. Wow, it, to make top 10 for him, that's a, extremely impressive. Okay, what is the uh, what is the gap between Cooper Cup and the next guy? I think it was Devontae. It's pretty sizable. Um, so Devontae... Devonte had a 106.9 and the Cooper Cup had a 133.3. Wow, okay. Does that yeah, just a little bit of a gap? <laughs> is that sizable to the gap between, you know, 2 and 3 or is that really just the big one and then all the others are pretty similar? So, it's actually a good question by you, Tony, and it was, it's more the first scenario. It's not as big a gap. So, Devonte, like I said, he's that 106.9, and Justin Jefferson is in third, and he's in 88.2. So, still pretty sizable, but less. All right. Yeah, so uh, to go back to the tier system and kind of just refresh everybody on it, just because we have some new people in the audience as we went over that. So, the first and highest tier, which has basically one person per category except for a few of the a few i think special teams ones um so there's mvp contender offensive player of the year contender all pro pro bowl starter role player second string bench warmer and practice squad uh cooper cup is in that mvp tier and then Devonte is the only offensive player of the year and then the other guys are in the all pro tier okay that makes sense mm-hmm and then we do have a few of the, I think, let's see. So we have Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins. They would be in pro, in the Pro Bowl tier. Interesting. Okay. All right. Do we want to move to a different position? Yeah, we can just hit tight ends while we're here because I did group wide receiving stats um, by the same as in the same area. So the tight ends are kind of hidden among the wide receiving list. Okay. Number one's got to be Mark Andrews, right? Yeah, so it's Mark Andrews and then Travis Kelsey are one and two. And then George Kittle is coming in at number three with Gronk coming in at four and Dalton Schultz coming in at five. Okay. And this is all based on strictly receiving stats, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Is that another uh, one where Mark Andrews is like way above the rest? Yeah, so Mark Andrews sits at sixth overall um, within the receiving group. So he is in that... um, uh, the all-pro list category, he sits at an 80.9. And then the next closest is Travis Kelsey, and he sits at a 73.9. So a little bit of a gap. But not crazy. Yeah, and then George Kittle, so after those two, then George Kittle comes in at 65.4. So there's a sizable gap between, I think, two and three. Okay. Oh, and to go back to Antonio Brown, I, I think I set it up but never came back to it. So Antonio Brown, he only played seven games this season, so that's part of why his score is a little bit skewed, right? I think if he played more games, I would anticipate his score would go down just a little bit because like, that's that's kind of something I look at. If you didn't play mul- more games, like I said, 15 games was roughly about the cutoff um, before I started kind of thinking of you as a bit of an outlier number compared to some of these guys who have played 17 and 16. Yeah, because it takes, it's like a, almost per like game. an average, right? Yeah, it's per game. Yeah, it basically turns all the all the stat lines into into a per game average. Okay. All right, is that, do you want to do quarterback or running back next? Uh, let's do quarterbacks. All right, quarterback, let's see it. Yeah, so this is an interesting list, and it's also an incredibly annoying list because we have Nick Mullins, who played like one game, is 12, and that just it bothers me so, on so many levels. We have Joe Flacco at 14 because he played two games and didn't throw an interception. Um, but so for the top 10, we have Tom Brady, Dak, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and Joe Burrow. So Tom Brady's in that MVP category. Dak and Rodgers, mm-hmm. are they in the Opoi or are they lower? So for quarterbacks, they were kind of one of the weirder categories that we uh, that I, I mentioned where they have a lot of guys who are in the Offensive Player of the Year. So Dak, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Herbert, Stafford, and Cousins are all in the Offensive Player of the Year tier. Okay. So, of course, Tom Brady, I think, uh, 
he's going to be ahead by a sizable amount just out of sheer volume, right? Yeah, so he's at 269, uh, and the next closest is Dak, who's at 227. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. With Brady having so many attempts, so many touchdowns, quite a few interceptions, but really that yards is what has to separate him this year. Just when you break it down on a per-game basis, the sheer volume of the stats he put up has to be enough to really separate him from the rest. Is that that gap between one and two, is that sizable more than the gap between two and three, I'm assuming? Yeah, the difference between Brady and Prescott is is incredibly sizable, and then the difference between Dak and, and Rodgers is about two points. Wow, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no, they're definitely neck and neck. And it's it's exactly what you said, right? It's the it's the sheer yards. He threw 5,316 yards. Rodgers only had 4,115, and Dak had 4,449. He also had six more touchdowns. And granted, he did have more interceptions, but still, he you know the, the touchdowns and yardage combined are going to be what makes him the MVP in Zelo's eyes. Yeah, that makes sense. Flip to running backs? Absolutely. What do we got? So, as I talked about, um, we have Derrick Henry in the MVP category, but it's also because, again, you know, he played eight games, um, and that does, you know, give him an advantage, right? Um, so, counting him, it would be Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Rashad Penny. I know you were huge on Rashad Penny, Tony. Um, yep. Elijah Mitchell, Dalvin Cook, Damian Harris, Joe Mixon, Duke Johnson, and then James Conner. And if you don't want to count Derrick Henry, Najee Harris would be a top 10 running back. I can see Najee being a top 10 running back. I actually do really like that take. Uh, mm-hmm. not, Rashad Penny is one that hasn't gotten a whole lot of love this year, but I do think he has been phenomenal. He is averaging 6.3 yards per attempt, and he is doing that on 119 attempts. So he has a sizable uh, kind of pool that we could pull from for his stats. And let's not forget that he's doing that behind the Seattle Seahawks O-line, Seattle Seahawks O-line has been pretty much the main reason that Russell Wilson's wanted out of there because he's getting hit all the time. So if Rashad Penny can do this, he's averaging more yards per attempt than any other running back in the league behind one of the worst lines, not the worst line, but one of the worst lines in the league. I think it's absolutely phenomenal what he's been able to do. So I do like him being up there so high. Yeah, that um, his efficiency plus the fact that he only played 10 games is is what's keeping him in that top four slot, which I think is a really, I don't know if a lot of people would agree with that, but I do like it as a quietly controversial take. Um, I, I think it's interesting. Is there anyone else you're not a huge fan of on that list? I know you and Campbell really like Elijah Mitchell, the the rookie running back out of San Francisco. I do. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell has been phenomenal. He was hurt, which is kind of why he hasn't been getting all of the love that you know, a lot of these other guys have been getting, but when he was playing, he really came into his own in San Francisco really, really early. It was crazy to see some of the stats that he was putting up. They weren't, he wasn't quite averaging what Rashad Penny was. I don't believe, I think I could pull up his stats right here. He did have, I do want to know, he almost had a thousand yards on 207 attempts. He was averaging 4.7, which as a rookie, that is really, really cool to see. No, it is for sure. Uh, I, I am curious how would you rank the the Packers running backs? See, this is where this is where it gets a little tough for me because Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are both phenomenal backs. I think the Packers have the best two headed monster back in the league right now. Aaron Jones is such a solid pass catcher; he's so elusive. AJ Dillon, he's such a he's just a wrecking ball, and he's also getting into the pass catching scene. I think mm-hmm. Aaron Jones is top fifteen, and I think AJ Dillon has to be top twenty. Oh, you're going to hate me. Uh, so Aaron Jones ranks 30th. Are you serious? Zelo does not. Packers. I don't know what really does. Zelo despises <laughs> the Packers and everybody that plays for him. It does. You want to know where A.J. Dillon is? Oh, he's got to be. Based off that, he's got to be like, what, 70? 40. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, Jones and Dillon both had over 1,000 yards this year. Um, so not rushing yards. You have to remember that this is rushing specific. Uh, oh, this right. isn't receiving yards. Okay. So it's if it were yards from scrimmage, it would probably be different. Um, but Jones only has 800 yards as a rusher, and Dylan has 803. That is – I mean, I guess, yeah, they are splitting, so that's probably going to knock them a little bit. But, geez, I would – how many how many attempts do Aaron Jones and uh, A.J. Dillon have split between them? 
So Jones has 171, and then Dylan has 187. And Dylan has five touchdowns to Jones's four. So I think the problem is, is that they were both incredibly diverse running backs. I would say that they're probably kind of all-purpose guys. I think they're pretty good blockers, and mm-hmm. I think they're pretty good pass-catching backs. So honestly, it's that diversity that hurts them in this list. If you look at, if you were to look at overall Zelo value, I have a feeling they would be a, a lot better. Yeah, I do think that uh, Jones averaging 4.7 yards per attempt, A.J. Dillon averaging 4.3. It is really – I also – well, we also have to take into account that this year Packers have had, what, three of their starting O-line out since pretty much the first game. It's been really a scotch-taped-together O-line that they've been working with, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think the fact that um, that Jones is, is a top 30 running back is probably a testament to how good he is given – given his offensive line. Yeah, and that should definitely get better. I know Bakhtiari is now officially back. Our center, Jason Myers, just came back. So if they can start meshing along, kind of pick up right where they left off, I actually think that they could be better as a duo than they have been all season, which is truly a testament uh, to kind of how good these guys are. Mm-hmm. Now, um, because we've talked about it with Campbell Jones, our our Cowboys fan and friend, he has been a huge proponent of, of Tony Pollard being better than Zeke, but uh, Zeke currently is 13th by Zelo, whereas Tony Pollard is 37. How do you feel about that? I don't, I don't love that because I'll be honest with you. I think Tony Pollard might be a little bit better than Zeke myself. Uh, Zeke's not bad. I don't want to get that twisted. I don't think that uh, Zeke is a bad running back by any metric. He had, he'd slightly got to 1,000 yards. He's at 1,002 yards this season on 237 attempts, which is a 4.2 yards per average, uh, yards per attempt average. So I do think that he has been really good. But I think that when Tony Pollard is on the field, that offense as a whole is just so much more dynamic because I do think that he is such he's so much more efficient as a pass catcher as well as a runner. So I think that they... It really gives Kellen Moore the opportunity to open up the playbook, which he should have done more of in the playoff game. We can get to that at a different time. But with Zeke, it's kind of like the A.J. Dillon situation where when he's out there, you kind of know that they're going to hand the ball off and they're just going to pound it. He's a big boy. Whereas with Tony Pollard, they Mm -hmm. can kind of split him out in a jet sweep or put him in motion or even throw him in the slot, and he can be pretty productive. So, Yeah, I would like to see... Um, well, we have James and we can take him in a second. I would actually like to see Tony Pollard get scaled up. I do want to hit on a couple of quarterbacks who made about, let's say the top 50, just for the sake of, of being kind of quick with this list. So we have Lamar Jackson. He is the highest running quarterback at 31. And then we have quietly Josh Allen at 43, which I think is interesting. Uh, and then Taysom Hill at 48. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Taysom Hill made a, a top 40 of something. Good for, <laughs> a top 50 of something good for him. Uh, how are you doing, James? Good for the fifth time. <laughs> um, I do. I agree that Tony Pollard is a little bit better than Zeke. But on the topic of running backs, who's the 49ers' best running back? They have like three starting caliber running backs. I so believe the- that's Elijah Mitchell. Um, he ranks fifth overall. So I no, in your best. guys' eyes, That's a, I mean, I still think that it's Elijah Mitchell. I think when he's fully healthy, you kind of got to give it to him. Uh, I'm not going to count Debo just because Debo is more of a receiver than a running back, even though he's phenomenal at both. So you know who can really say? I think that as a for a pure running back, I'm going to go Elijah, Elijah Mitchell because I like Debo kind of as the wide receiver running back two-headed monster so much. And then what do you think about Trey Sermon? I mean, what Trey Sermon, he didn't, we, didn't, we didn't really see enough of him to know what he can do, right? He played nine games and Zeal has him ranked as 88th. 88th? He didn't, really, he didn't yes. really do anything. I don't think he's that bad. He had 41 attempts, 167 yards, and one touchdown. He didn't do much. Yeah, his yards per game were 18.6. I think it's just a matter of of probably where his positioning is on the depth chart more than anything else. He's just not getting the the ball as much as some of the other guys. We pull up the depth chart. Trey Sermon is fourth on the depth chart. Who's third? Jeff Wilson Jr. Who is that? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Um... And who's better, Kareem Hunt or Dennis Johnson? And all right, uh, well, I find that 
who do you think, Tony? I mean, mm, I want to say Darius Johnson, but I think on a per game basis, you know what? I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with Darius Johnson. I want to see what it says. All right, so Kareem Hunt ranks 16th. Uh, let me find Darius. Uh, it's, it's definitely Kareem Hunt. It's definitely. I guarantee it. It's definitely. It's not even a question. Darius Johnson is 53rd. See, that's just going to come down to he didn't really get a whole lot of games played, so on a on a per average split, he's going to be knocked down there. Yeah, I mean, Dearness Johnson, you know, he played 17 games, but he played 15 of them as the third string running backwards. Yeah. Hunt, he only played eight games, but he played eight of them as the second string, uh, seven of them as the second string, and one of them as the first string. So that's okay. just how it kind of shakes that's- down. I think as a pure rusher, I still kind of like Dearness Johnson, although we haven't really seen exactly how much he can do. I just want to get him a full season somewhere, just by himself, where he's taking all the running back one uh, snaps. I would just love to see what he could do with that, because so far, I really like what I've seen out of him. Yeah, no, me too. Um, let's move on to return, guys. Um, so we can kind of, we're definitely going to go over an hour at this point, but let's go to the, the return guys next. We'll, we'll spend guy. a little less t- time here. Special teams? Yeah, special teams. Okay. Let's so we have Andre Roberts, Ray Ray McLeod, Braxton Barrios, Deontay Harris, and Brandon Powell. Okay. I mean, all I know is that there's not going to be a Packers returner on that list. That's the only thing I know about returners. <laughs> all I can guarantee you. So, other than let that, me, I don't let really me try and find one. I mean, um, the only guy that you're probably going to find that's positive is the new guy we just picked up, but we only started him against the Vikings. That's, what, fifth, week 15? The the return man I found for the Packers was 46. It's Kylan Hill. Oh, my gosh. That's the running back we just drafted. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, we've just I've been a disaster this year. I don't even want to see who the other guy, where the other guys are in the Packers. <laughs> yeah, I'm amazed that the Packers have a positive special teams player. Same here. Um, all right, let's go to uh, kickers and punters. All right. So some of the kickers that are on here, and I'll I'll mention them afterwards, do have some punting, which helps their numbers, uh, which may explain it. So if Evan McPherson is number one, Matt Gay, Elliot Fry, Harrison Butker, uh, and then someone who I'm not counting, Sterling uh, Hoffricher, who only played two games, uh, Jake Elliott, who played 17, Greg Zerloin, uh, Tyler Bass, Matt Pratter, Justin Tucker, Dustin Hopkins. I mean, those are all reliable guys. I mean, again, it's like it's kind of a special teams thing, right? Like, I know the guys, but I couldn't tell you their stats or how great they're doing. I just know watching the league, seeing all these guys, mostly on extra point attempts, uh, just hearing their name. So I guess that list sounds pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think what I'm going to have to do, as you mentioned, is that that was probably where the model was most hit and miss when we were going over the all-pro teams was the special teams and specifically kickers and punters. Um, and I, I'm looking at Greg Zerloin, and I don't think he's better than Justin Tucker. I feel like that one's pretty obvious, and he just has, you know, a thousand more kickoff yards. So that's something yeah. I probably need to correct in the offseason. Yeah, that makes sense. Punters? Um, they're they're hidden within the list, but let me let me see if I can find them. They typically... Let's see. Bradley Pinion was the the highest graded punter. Then Roberto Sanchez, uh, Mitch Winskowski, I believe he was the San Francisco 49ers punter. Then Jack Fox, they 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 definitely used him a lot. Jack Fox in Detroit, uh, <laughs> Logan Cook, they used him a lot in Jacksonville, uh, and Brandon Mann, they used him a lot in the Jets. So <laughs> I think they're <laughs> look at this Cameron Johnston in Houston. So I I think I'm beginning to pick up a trend. There's an inverse relationship between your ranking and the quality of your team. Yeah, that that seems pretty accurate. As you were starting to read those off, I kind of thought, well, this is going to be kind of <laughs> weird because it's going to be guys you've never heard of simply because they're the best player on their team, probably. <laughs> Yeah, the most used player anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, do you want to move to defense next? Yeah, let's go with edge rushers. If you if you have that, you know, I do. Much. Okay. Yeah, so I have edge rushers, and we can go over them. Uh, so we have Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, Demarcus Lawrence, Daniel Hunter, Marcus Davenport, Cameron Jordan, Trey Hendrickson, um, Josh Allen. Uh, Max Crosby and Sam Hubbard. And that is not Josh Allen, the Bills player, just uh, for those in the audience who maybe aren't as familiar with the, the Josh Allen out of Jacksonville, the, the real Josh Allen who won the Battle of the Joshes. <laughs> the Josh Allen who is now going to be going to Chicago. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> 
Um, I do find it interesting that they had Max Crosby on the uh, second team all pro on this list for NFL.com, but Zelo seems to not like him very much. Is there a reason for that that you can find? I think it's, um, I'd say a lack of sacks. A lot of the guys who are higher than him were looking at more like double-digit figures, whereas he only had eight. So Miles Garrett had 16, Nick Bosa had 16, Cameron Jordan had 13, Trey Hendrickson had 14. I think that's probably the biggest reason why, is is the lack of sacks. Okay. Um, he did have, he did register quite a few QB hits uh, and tackles for loss, but again, you know, Bosa and Garrett both are closer to 20, whereas Crosby has 13. So he's good, I just don't think he has uh, necessarily as many there. And a lot of these other guys have forced fumbles, whereas Crosby did not have a forced fumble recorded by Pro Football Reference. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting position. Is there a Packers player you want me to find? I feel like that's kind of... uh, I'm not going to look for a Carolina player. Oh, I guess I can look for a Carolina player. Brian Burns, that's the highest rated Carolina player at 16 uh, out of any position. Who's the highest rated Packers players? I'm curious now. (sighs) Yeah, um, Kenny Clark. That makes sense. Where's he at? He is 34th. 34. Wow, I would have thought he'd be higher than that, but I guess we've seen his production fall off with the absence of Zadarius Smith. He's picked up a lot of the double teams that uh, Zadarius would have usually gotten. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he's definitely a a good player for sure, and I think that that's probably very true, is that, you know, it's hard to, as we saw with Aaron Donald, right, when the Rams lost a few of their tackles in the offseason, you know, Aaron Donald's production went down at least a little bit. Yeah. And speaking of Aaron Donald, I'm gonna I'm gonna segue us over to the defensive tackles because that's where Aaron Donald leads. He is number one. Uh, then Cameron Hayward out of Pittsburgh, Jonathan Allen, uh, Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, Sebastian Joseph, and he's another one that's like an iffy guy because he only played seven games. Uh, Javon Hargrave, DeForest Buckner, Kristen Wilkins, Larry Ogudbo. Uh, oh wow, this one. I'm my apologies to Larry. Ugunjobi. Ugunjobi. We're going to go with that. Uh, Quinn Williams and Chris Wormley. Chris Wormley? Who does he play for? Chris Wormley plays for Pittsburgh, so that one kind of makes sense. Okay. Did he play a full season? He played 14 games, so pretty full. Okay. That's that's right around the cutoff line. That's not a a name I recognize. I'm surprised. Is Is he got sneaky good stats? Let's take a closer look at Chris Wormley. Uh, so he has three passes defended, one forced fumble. He has seven sacks, um, 29 solo tackles, 22 assisted, six tackles for loss, and 10 QB hits. Oh, not bad at all. Yeah, no, definitely not for someone who's, who's. Um, I, I guess, I honestly have never heard of Chris Wormley either. Uh, he's 28, and I kind of want to know more about him, actually. <laughs> we'll have to do some research <laughs> for next week. Yeah, we will. That'll be. We should do it. We'll have to do a hidden gems episode at some point uh, during the off season because that'll be an, a really interesting one. Absolutely. Uh, let's hop on over to the linebacker position. I, I'm curious, Tony. Uh, do you think that a Packer makes the top ten? Do I think a Packer makes the top ten in linebackers? I mean, Devondre Campbell has to, right? There's no way he doesn't. Is there a way he doesn't? There's no way. There's <laughs> he's no ninth. Way. Uh, he's, he's ninth. ninth. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> so we have TJ Watt, Micah Parsons, and then Dre Greenlaw, who we're not going to count because he only played three games. Uh, and then Foyside, uh, Aluquan, Robert Quinn, Eric Kendricks, Darius Leonard, Anthony Barr. So I guess Devondre Campbell gets to slide up to eighth, Chandler Jones, and Shaquille Barrett. Interesting. I do think that Devontae Campbell had a fantastic season. I'm kind of surprised he's that low, honestly. So he had two interceptions for 15 yards, uh, five passes defended, two forced fumbles, uh, one fumble recovery for three yards. And I think the biggest thing is two sacks. Some of the guys ahead of him have a few, quite a few more sacks than he does. Ah, uh, okay. That's the difference. And, only, makes- two, and only six QB hits. Okay. All right, I can see that. I know he had a lot of total tackles. He had 130. He did. He's. Tackles. I think he's a tackle leader. Actually, looking at yeah. this list, besides uh, the guy out of Atlanta. Yeah. No, I think that's what really set him apart. Was uh, something that is really interesting as a Packers fan. One of the things that I've always dreaded are the open field one-on-one tackles because we used to be so bad about that. The Packers actually had the fewest missed tackles in the NFL this season, which is phenomenal to see and a complete changeup from what it used to be. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's an interesting point of emphasis. So um, 
Take Your Eye Off the Ball 2.0 by Pat Kerwin hits on this point that because of the way the CPA is now structured, the uh, co- well, the the collective players, uh, asso- the players association minimizes ta- uh, drills that they do and the amount of practices. So they actually have no more two days, and they limited um, hitting practices. So coaches are typically going to avoid tackling as a point of emphasis in the off season. So if it was something that was really problematic, the Packers may have spent more time doing that. But typically, it's actually something that's neglected. And your ta- how good you are at tackling in the NFL is just how good you are in college. Interesting. I didn't know that. Maybe it's less because we're getting better and more because everybody's getting worse, but I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it could, like like you said, if it's something that you know you're bad at, why not focus on it a little bit more? Yeah. Um, what position do you want to do next? Let's do corners. All right, I'm heading over to the cornerbacks. I think we all know who is he's going to be number one in the cornerbacks department. Yep. Good old Trevon Diggs. Yeah, so it's Trevon Diggs and then Rasul Douglas. He nice. played nine games, though, so that's why I didn't count him for the All-Pros. Um, then Xavier Howard, Kenny Moore, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Amani Uwarje, Darius Slay, A.J. Terrell, Jordan Lewis, and then Anthony Brown. We'll add in Byron, Mumf- uh, Byron Murphy to make up for Rasul Douglas, who only played nine games. Okay. Yeah, Rasul did start a little bit late. He was phenomenal, though. I I, I know we're not, we're not counting these guys that started a little late, but... Wow, he's been lights out. I, I can't wait to see what he does in the postseason for us. He's definitely going to snub Jimmy G a couple times. Yeah, I mean, and the nine games isn't a bad sample size either, but I just don't want to give an unfair advantage to those guys who have only you know, played nine, ten games. I'd rather see it go to somebody who's been consistent across 17. But he's definitely a great player. If if he's a 68 zero point player, um, that means he's only four points behind Trevon Diggs. Really? So it's not a wide margin? Is it a wide margin between two and three? Yeah, Xavier Howard is only a 56. Ah, uh, okay. So they're they're kind of on their own island together, and the other guys are real far behind. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, do you want to move to defensive backs? Yeah, we can do that. So I have J.C. Jackson, Kyle Duggar, Logan Ryan, Adrian Phillips, Desmond King, uh, Justin Reed, Tashawn Gibson, Tavir Thomas, Jimmy Ward uh, out of San Francisco, Terrence Mitchell, and Adoree Jackson out of the New York Giants. Really? Huh. Okay, I'm surprised we got a Giants player on here at all. Uh, I think that's the first Giants player I've read off. It'll be the last for like the next couple of years as they, yeah, they totally sure head into is. a rebuild. Oh my god! I can't believe they're rebuilding from like a four and thirteen season. They're so bad. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry to the Giants fans in the audience. <laughs> pretty miserable. Um, no, they are. Uh, do you want to close out with safeties? Yeah. All right. So we have in number one Antoine Winfield Jr. He played thirteen games, which is kind of right at the border of what I, I I like to see. So then we have Jordan Poyer who played sixteen, Kevin Byard who played seventeen, Derwin James, Harrison Smith, Landon Collins, Micah Hyde, Jerron Kearse, Justin Simmons, and Buda Baker at ten. And we'll throw in eleven uh, Xavier McKinney. Okay, I like that list. I think those are all reliable guys. I don't know if I would change up even any of the rankings. Really, I think the they're all pretty good where I would have them. I think I would move Poyer um, ahead of Winfield. I know that – so I actually, when I uh, get these numbers off of Pro Football Reference, they do denote who made the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Byer, Derwin James, Harrison Smith ranked 3-4-5, and they all made the Pro Bowl. Buda Baker, of course, made the Pro Bowl as a safety. He's at 10, and then Tyron uh, Mathieu, he made it at 13. Interesting. Okay. So Zelo disagrees a little bit but has them all pretty good. Yeah, no, and then uh, just an interesting note, Minka Fitzpatrick, I know, because he's a pretty good one in regard as one of the top ones in the league. He actually finished at 14th. Okay. All right, cool. Well, is that all of them? Yeah, I think we've we've hit on every position group. If there are any kind of questions from the audience or any questions you have, Tony, we can hit those before we get you out of here for the weekend. No, no questions from me, but I do. Do we want to do we want to give a little uh, sneak peek to next week? Yeah, why don't why don't you uh, talk about that a little bit? All right, I'm, so, I'm super excited about it, but you know more. Next week, we've actually, something we've been wanting to do for a while now, but we haven't had time since we were going to do this at the end of last year, but everything got crazy. So we're finally going to do it this next week, uh, Friday. I believe we're doing it at 4 o'clock. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, I believe it's an earlier show than, than 5. Yeah, it's 
I forget what time it is. Let me see. I can pull that up real quick. We have been DMing with Devin Hurt, who is the CEO of an app called Prediction Strike. Yep, yeah, Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is an awesome app that I do recommend you guys try out. It's it's basically um, fantasy football meets the stock market. So you're allowed to buy stocks and players with real money, um, and then you know you can kind of sell them. And you know, I mean, it, it functions exactly like the stock market with just players. So it's been fun to kind of watch uh, Patrick Mahomes go up and down this season because yeah. that's one that's been volatile. No, it's definitely really cool. We're super excited to be interviewing him next week. So that'll be what our episode is. Yeah, no, we wanted to go a little bit out of the box because we know you guys are getting a lot of AFC championship coverage that weekend and divisional rounds this weekend, so we wanted to do some out-of-the-box stuff. Oh, okay, we have James, and then we will head out for the weekend. Oh, you said for the weekend. I was just about to ask if you guys wanted to do something on Sunday. Oh, maybe. I I, I know I'm a, a little busy, but I'm, I'm sure I can try and find some time. How about you, Tony? Yeah, depending on the time I might be able to uh I know I got I know we got the games to be watching so I won't I won't be able to do anything during game time I'll be watching Yeah you guys DM here. me give me a time cuz I'm open all day on the weekends All right yeah, perfect Absolutely All right all we'll right. see you then James and we'll see you guys next Friday for that uh that interview about per, uh, prediction strike All right I'm coming Thank you guys see ya Bye all everybody right.